say we enjoy the sound of our own voices, and the one thing we don't do well is intros. Smooth. <laughs> I didn't spell anything this time. Are you proud of me? I am. I really am. <laughs> I'm don't, actually, don't spell things on a podcast. But I'm good at spelling. I, I, I did spelling bees. I, do you, I didn't realize, like, like, okay, like, spelling bees, how do they, like... When I was in a kid, when I was a kid, when I was in a when I was your age, we had spelling bees. Yes, we banged rocks together, and that's how we invented the internet. After but, the dinosaurs, when we could go back to school, but we didn't have the national spelling bee competition. Or if we did, I'd never heard of it. But then, like I like, I get to be about twenty years old and find out that there's people who like lose their minds trying to like spell things in a national stage. It's on ESPN eight. <laughs> the Ocho. That's right. <laughs> None of you are old enough to get that reference. That's okay. We hope so. Anyway, <laughs> dude, they're making a sequel to that movie are that none really? of them have heard of. Yes, they are, <laughs> because Hollywood is truly creatively bankrupt. <laughs> I hope Chuck Norris and Lance Armstrong are in that one too. Oh, please. <laughs> but you know, you know what that reminds me of. <laughs> Speaking of morally questionable decisions, we've been talking about Abraham recently. We're done talking about Abraham. I don't want to talk about Abraham anymore. We should at least give him a segue, give an outro. <laughs> like, like so we were talking about Abraham. Bunch. Abraham was a a patriarch. He was faithful to God, but he was also a little bit questionable in his decision making. He had a he had a kid named Isaac, which we were, who we're basically just not going to talk about. Nope. Isaac matters. Isaac, yeah, Isaac kind of mattered. He has two chapters, a chapter and a half, really. Yeah. And one of the chapters is basically just recapping that everything Abraham did, Isaac did it like that. So Abraham, like God reveals himself to Abraham. God reveals himself to Isaac. Abraham goes to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Abimelech, king of Gerar and Philistia, and pretends his wife is his sister. Isaac, you know what he does? He goes to Abimelech, king of Gerar and Philistia, and pretends his wife is his sister. <laughs> then both of them get caught. Then both of them say, but I thought you guys were all heathens. Then both of them pray to help, it, to help the situation out. Both of them have wives who can't have kids. Then they can't have kids. Thank you, God. Like, it's basically just trying to make it clear that Isaac is definitely <laughs> he's the kid, kid that got this. Yeah, the kid that got this special relationship with God. But also, he's this—he's Abraham's kid. You are the father. <laughs> there, there was no paternity test necessary with Isaac. None. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like when people co- copy like the the most minute details from like church, like from the Bible for their like church stuff. It, I really like it's it's a it's a shock and a wonder that it's not like a like some church out there that's like let's. Pretend our our wives are our sisters. It's not usually those details, yeah. Although you know, I've never been to West Virginia to church, so I, I can't vouch for that. But, you know, small small fact. Then we'll get back to talking about Bible stuff. I went to college in the town where several scenes from Deliverance were actually filmed. In Georgia, <laughs> in uh, Western North Carolina. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same place where if you watch The Fugitive, another movie most of you guys haven't Excellent. seen, where they did the the big massive train crash. Ah. We could actually go see the train. It's still there because nice. it's turns out when a train crashes, it's a big mess. It doesn't no crash very easily. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood does not like to clean up after itself. Speaking of train wrecks, <laughs> Isaac has kids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he has and two kids, Jacob Boyer, and Esau, and they are they are such a train wreck that they hold hand and foot on their way to being born. Speaking of holding hand and foot, okay, let's go. <laughs> so, this passage is. Let's put it this way. The last serious critique of Shakespeare's writing was during his life when a playwright, well, a play critic, 
said, this Shakespeare guy, like, his plays are pretty good, but he will go anywhere for a pun. He will write an entire scene just to throw puns in. <laughs> That's basically the birth scene of, J- of Jacob and Esau. Oh, my goodness. So it's like, Jacob was born, and when he was born, he was grabbing Esau's heel, and so he was named Jacob, which sounds like the word for heel. Wow. <laughs> and Esau, you know, he is eventually going to become the father of the Edomites, and he was red. Because Edom sounds like Edema, Edomi, which is, ed- no, it's not, it's uh, Edamami? Edamani. Ed- yeah, Edamani. It actually oh, sounds wow. like Edamami, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. <laughs> point being, it's like, mushrooms. Edom sounds like red. It's like, oh, and by the way, you know, those guys, they lived in Seir, in Seir, which sounds like the word for Harry. You know who was really Harry as a kid? Esau. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like basically the entire birth narrative is just like. <laughs> One unending dad joke for the entire section. So uh, as Moses is getting this part of the book of Genesis written, he's just feeling himself pretty good. He's like, he is happy to be done with Abraham, too. You have to assume he just had a kid and was just getting over some stuff. He's like, you know what? Let's make it happen. You know what? That is like the first time as a dad, you like you remember that pull my fingers a thing. You're like, this is my moment. <laughs> and then you're like, it is it is your only thing. And you, like your kid thinks that your finger is like some magical toot machine, right? We're allowed to say fart. If not, you'll have to edit it out. Okay. <laughs> edit it and post. <laughs> push-ups. Speaking of push-ups and post, <laughs> post- Isaac being a mentioned in the Bible, he has these two kids. One of them is holding on to the other one's foot as he's being born. So they name him something that say they say Jacob, which we're just going to go ahead and say that means a person who is a trickster or a yes. usurper. Yes. Which inter- interestingly, the name Jacob actually has nothing to do with that. Even though if you look on like baby sites, right, it'll say that because they got it from the Bible. Because the Bible says yeah. so. The yeah. name Jacob actually means something more like God protects which is an excellent description of Jacob's entire life. Oh, yeah. Which is just, I mean, we'll get there, but it's just like, yeah, so that's, yeah. That, that, that's like the picture of like. I love it when they put some more layer, layers in there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, huh. that, that's like the picture of like, like someone like showed like a, a picture of an angel with like, they're like their halo crooked, like sweat pouring down their face and looking like they're like, they're taking a five minute breather before getting back then. And like the caption is like a real life photo of my guardian angel. <laughs> As if guardian angels were a thing. That's, 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 that's God protecting Jacob because Jacob did not make it easy for him. No, he did and, not. And, and we'll, we'll get it. We'll get right into that you know one of the reasons that jacob was always in so much trouble because he 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 had a problem with his life he did he had a problem with being content with what was his he he was one of those guys maybe you know one of these guys it's not that they're seeking out trouble yes it's just that trouble always seems to be there and they're looking for it yeah no they're, they're Trouble shows up, and they're like, I've been looking for you. <laughs> yeah. Like a mom in a grocery store. Oh, that's, yes. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's trouble in Jacob. I have been looking for you. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the first time Trouble finds him, and he's ready for it to find him, his brother's hungry. Yep. Really hungry. Like, so hungry, he says, I feel like I'm about to die. Now, this is, like, the dynamic I've always had in my head of Jacob and Esau is like the chess club nerd and the football jock. That's always the way they've been painted in my head because it's like the 
And like this doesn't help with the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. Like Jacob is like the homebody stirring the pot inside of his house, and he's got like a thing full of stew. Yep. And in comes like you know you quarterback Esau who comes in and he's like, "I'm so hungry. I've been hunting and I'm bad at it, and I feel like I'm going to die. Please feed me." And so Jacob says, and "Jacob, as all good siblings do, yes, says, what do you give me for it?'" <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> Why are do, Brush your feet off when you come into my room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He comes. And he's like, yeah. What? 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 What's it worth to you? And he says, like, I don't care. What do you want? Jacob's like, I'll take your birthright. Okay. So what is a birthright? <sighs> <laughs> I watched your soul get tired. <laughs> I'm going to skip all of the debates about this. <laughs> the ignoring all of the details about what may or may not be the case at this point in history, we'll call a birthright. The dad gives twice as much stuff to the oldest kid. Okay. That's later on in Israelite history what a birthright is. Fair. <laughs> so you, you can basically assume that if you're reading this and you're a Jew, like, during the rest of the Bible, that's what you're, that's what you're thinking. Fair. All right. Good. What, what it, was it at the actual time? <laughs> but, yes, uh, Moses was telling the story, and so Moses said birthright because that's the thing that everybody who he was telling the story to would understand as birthright. And so yeah. it's like, moving on— um, I was like, okay, yeah, he feeds him, birthright transferred, yes. voila. He sells his birthright for a bowl of stew. And and then Jacob becomes a good person because he's he's considered a uh, 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 a protagonist in the Bible, so he never does anything bad or sneaky or underhanded ever again, and they all— um, Live happily ever after. Exactly. That's the words right out of my lying mouth. Yeah, it's like you can probably tell that is not how this goes down. New. No. In fact, Jacob does so many bad things for so long— that some commentators are see him as the like embodiment of the snake in the garden because he's <laughs> well he like what 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 was the description of what the snake is going to do to Eve's children is like he's going to strike his heel and that's going to be like the whole situation well Jacob literally comes out of the womb grabbing the heel oh, of the firstborn of God's chosen people oh no and then he spends all of his time being crafty and sneaky and smart and tricking people into doing things they shouldn't do. Being sharp. Which, yeah, being sharp. <laughs> what character have we seen do that before? <laughs> the thing that was the sharpest thing there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. But That's you know, uncomfortable for me. It is uncomfortable for me, too. I, honestly, I am not entirely sure what to do with that. Because Jacob is, at the same time, Jacob has a frightening number of similarities with being the snake, even though he's also a patriarch. Like, yes. And later on in the Bible, it's clear he's not just a like you don't you shouldn't think of him as just a purely evil guy. He's also a patriarch. Like he is one of the guys who's doing this thing with God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's let some uh, um uh, cognitive dissonance just be there. I mean, we we can we can we can uh we can probably take a couple couple good good running cracks at this, but I I have a feeling that if it's still debated, that yeah. that means that there are people who have written entire doctoral theses a lot, on a lot on, on this them. on this topic who hotly debate it with one another. Yes. Uh, you know, I, yes. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll come back, take a swing at it a little bit later, but let's, uh, let's, let's press on. I, I think the, the, the place where we're actually supposed to move on to now is the, the entrance of uh, not the person who's actually standing at the physical door that we're at right now, but like in the story that we're telling, the world's worst mother. 
Yes. For those of you who don't have video on and like we don't have video on, there was an actual mother standing at the door for just a moment. I didn't want to actually use the phrase the world's worst mother because she's actually an incredible mom. (laughs) But yes, uh, enter into our story. Speaking of Rebecca. The world's worst mother. Yes. Jacob and Esau's mom. She got picked up. In like 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 you said like a, a chapter and a half of Isaac, yeah. half of that chapter was her. Yeah, was being going found. and getting Rebecca to be Isaac's wife. Yes, and in that story, to just make matters more confusing, she's great. Like, yeah. she's hospitable to strangers. She's the one that's not hemming and hawing. Like her dad's like, I don't know, maybe we should wait a little while. And Rebecca's the one that's like, No, if this is what needs to happen, like if this is if God's led this servant of Abraham's all the way here to get his. Uh, get a wife for his son. Let's do this thing. Yeah. And then, 